Welcome to The Unshrewed Show, my personal journal covering pop culture, millennial life, relationships, and career from an unshrewed point of view, hosted by me, Dana Jones. And I'm so excited to be back. I have just been taking it easy. Like I said, I love to come here when I'm excited and I'm in a good place and in a good mood. But in the midst of this pandemic, sometimes it's just hard to keep the energy up. But I'm here. I'm back. I'm sitting in my normal spot on the couch and ready. I feel like I should have brought a drink over with me and I'm regretting that now. But we're going to keep pushing through. (laughs) I found a little bottle of water I had left over. So I'm going to work with that. But thank you for listening and coming back. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about something that's been on my mind lately. So I'm not sure if you're a fan of it or not. But one of my favorite shows of the last, I'd say 10 years or so. Well, it wasn't on 10 years, but you get what I mean. Of the last few years is definitely one that I think, um, it's just meant a lot to me and it's been so different and so unique to watch it. So I'm excited to talk about that today and it's how to get away with murder. It's a Shonda Rhimes show. Um, and it's a Viola Davis show and just everything about it was excellent to me. I think that in my opinion, Annalise Keating is one of the best characters of all time on television. And there's a lot of reasons for this that I'm going to get into, but to me, it just was the pinnacle of a great character period. And a lot of reasons why are because it's the first time we got to see a black woman just be multifaceted. There were so many things that I think she got to do that many lead characters of color don't get to do. I mean, we've had monumental, iconic characters of color who are a part of television shows, you know, in the history of television shows, like I think about Claire Huxtable. I remember when Eve had her show, you know, as me as a young girl of color, one of my favorite characters was Moesha, just because we didn't have teenagers on television who got to go through real things. And Brandy was just the pinnacle of everything. So those are a couple characters I can think of. I remember Girlfriend, so Tracy Ellis Ross, when she was the lead there. But in more recent times, I think we've, We've had characters, but it's not always quite the same as seeing shows like Sex in the City, um, where there's like Samantha Jones and, you know, Carrie and um, yeah, Charlotte and Miranda, who I thought had really great storylines and a great character evolution. We don't get that as much. And so I think that having Annalise be everything that she was and be so talented at her job and navigate personal relationships and be someone who, you know, dated men and women. We've never really gotten to see that. So have someone who kind of addresses those things head on and is different in her own way, but still a very powerful presence and a very influential presence because a large part of the show is based off of her influence over her students and how they look at her as the pinnacle of success and this very, very affluential, you know, popular and talented attorney. And that's kind of the whole premise of the first season is how the kids like really want to be her intern and how it's a very coveted position to be in and how everything she says they follow and I think the one thing about how to get away with murder that is so poignant to me is I don't think Annalise ever murdered anyone (laughs) so 
uh, I know how to get away with murder was the name of the class that she was teaching the the interns that she ended up taking on and then all the interns that she ended up taking on subsequently committed murder and also Frank who I guess is like her henchman assistant slash muscle you know how sometimes they're like the brains and the muscle he's like the muscle behind the operations <laughs> and then she had Bonnie as well but I think that the show did a really good job of portraying people who are broken and because we're really broken in real life but it went through different reasons why people become who they are and looking at backstories like Bonnie's backstory even Annalise's backstory and another thing that they showed about her that I think is really really resonated to me was the fact that she changed her name from Anna Mae to Annalise and I can't remember quite the reason why she changed her name, but to me, it kind of looks like conformity where she had to fall in line with a certain ideal of who she was and maybe almost a rebranding to help her become the lawyer that she ended up becoming because the person she was season one was not the person she was season six. I think through the six seasons, if it, yeah, through the six seasons, she had a lot of evolution. She had some really high highs with her professional life and some really low lows I think the whole time her relationships were just so tumultuous just due to the fact that I know in her last monologue she was talking about how she was afraid to be a lesbian and so she ended up getting married to a man and Sam Keating was the man that she married who was actually her therapist which is so awkward because I don't know how the rules and stuff work with marrying your therapist Never really looked into it because never been in that situation. But anyway, I don't think that's very ethical on his part to marry a patient who basically been telling him all her business. So I don't know. I don't have all the facts on that, but I'm pretty sure that's not ethical uh, and just odd in general. So she ends up marrying her therapist. And in the first season, that's the person that gets killed but ultimately he was cheating on her and one of my favorite episodes of the show is season one episode four where she takes off her wig and she asks him why is his eggplant (laughs) emoji uh on a dead girl's phone and if you know what an eggplant emoji is you know where I'm going with that but yeah basically she caught um had a dead girl's phone and his anatomy was on the phone his picture was on the phone which side note I wonder how many people out there because I've gotten in get these like unsolicited photos so I don't know if the photo was solicited unsolicited regardless it's on her phone and she's dead so it's all the way bad it's not a good look for him (laughs) and so she confronts him about it basically they were constantly cheating on each other because he was cheating on her with I think he cheated on her with Bonnie who worked for her he also cheated on her with the first the first murder that happened which I think was was her name Katie yeah cheated on her with her the dead girl's phone that Annalise had and then she was cheating on him with Nate which if you guys have seen Nate before Nate was fine so um cheating is not good but Nate is very very attractive uh yeah So anyway, (laughs) on to the next point before I get too caught up on Nate. So I think that the show did a really, really good job of letting Viola Davis just be Viola Davis, which she's an amazing actress, but I think she never really got the chance to show that until she got on this show and the opportunities that she had from being on the show 
were just I think I feel like they elevated her even more like she was on in Suicide Squad which I felt like was a small part but it was really crucial and it stood out to me in an otherwise not so great movie because I didn't really like Suicide Squad but that's a different topic for another day um Fences where she just I mean she won an Oscar for it so it's just was a great great opportunity for her but before the show, I mean, I feel like she was always playing a maid or someone's mom that's like a secondary background noise character and not really getting these lead, plump, juicy parts. So I think the show opened a lot of doors for her because people were able to see how talented she is. And I was just recently reading this book and it's called I Am Number Eight and it talks about being hidden and being forgotten and feeling unloved. And I think maybe that's what I would say about her is like she was hidden for a while a long time like her talent was there I mean I think she went to Juilliard so her talent was there but she was just kind of always this background player I, she was Antoine Fisher's mom and that's not a big part in the movie but it's a very influential part on Anton's life but we kind of just see her for just a couple seconds and she was in get Richard die trying but again a couple seconds like I said someone's mom who's just kind of there and not really getting this juicy, meaty part. So I believe that How to Get Away with Murder let her shine. And it's definitely really inspiring for, for people like me who are really frustrated with where their career is. And they are, they feel those things. Like I feel, I feel hidden and that my talents are not able to see the full capacity that they are supposed to be at. But seeing her in a role like this and be in her 50s, makes me feel like, okay, that day is coming for me. And even if it's not here, doesn't mean it's not in the future. So really never forgetting that and keeping that top of mind. Um, good things don't stay hidden for long and her talent couldn't be hidden. So taking that and being inspired by it, because I think this show showed the beauty of her. It showed her without her makeup on, with her hair in protective styles, taking off her wig because spoiler alert, nobody wears their wig 24 hours in a day. So coming home at night alone, taking off your wig, taking off your lashes and stripping away the things that we use to conform to society standards and just being free. Even her hair evolution on the show. I mean, in the beginning, she kind of had this this wig and this the lashes and everything going on. But by the end of the show, I think she just everything was stripped away. She was wearing her hair natural um, and just letting her skin just shine because she has very, really really beautiful skin and just letting it be beautiful. And her last monologue was reminiscent of that, where she said all the things that she said. And I think that it just we need to see ourselves represented. And I think it's a great example of being represented on film and being on TV and seeing someone's light shine. Like I said, I mean, I, I would think as an actress, especially as a woman of color acting, you don't always want to be the maid or the teacher or the therapist or these really roles that are based around serving others and taking on their emotions and supporting them and lifting them up you want to be a lead character and you want to shine and you want to have evolution as well this show helped her win the first emmy for a woman of color as a lead in a series and i think it was rightfully deserved because she did have a really transcendent performance and i think some of that performance the credit for the emmy goes to the fact that she was getting 
a great script that was diverse, that did have layers, that did have these things. And I think scripts like this don't exist. They just really don't for for us all the time. So for her to have the the material to earn the Emmy Award, I think speaks volumes as well beyond the fact that, you know, her talent is is so amazing and yeah, I just I feel like a big fan girl. <laughs> so I'm I'm just a big fan of the show and everything that it is and was and hopefully the impact it's gonna have on future productions and future shows. I mean, if you think about it, things like Insecure um, and Lena Waithe writing on Master of None, they happened all during this time of Annalise being the main character. And Annalise getting the shine. So I think that there's influence from Scandal and influence from uh, How to Get Away with Murder and influence from Shonda Rhimes that are driving us seeing more women of color as the lead character of a show. And I'm so grateful for that. Even I binge watched Never Have I Ever on Netflix and I thought it was just the best thing because I'd never seen a story from the perspective of a Hindu girl. And seen inside of that culture and I think that we need representation like that we need shows like that from a different perspective from a different view and no shade but I you know I was a big Dawson's Creek fan when I was a kid and I can say that I just feel like Dawson's Creek is great Gossip Girl is great but ultimately they really lack diversity Gossip Girl was better than Dawson's Creek because, you know, it came out a little bit later. They had Vanessa who was mixed and I thought that was great. She was part of the main cast, but she was always ostracized to me a little bit and left out and not really part of the club to an extent and didn't really fit in. And they always wanted to never let her forget that, but different story altogether. What I'm really trying to get at is I didn't have this representation as a teenage girl who watch television of Annalise. I did have Moesha, like I said, but I don't think that they did Brandy or Moesha right with that show and how it ended and the storylines towards the end just weren't where they should have been. And even Eve, I mean, it was more from the comedic perspective. And I know that you're kind of limited when you're on a comedy show versus a drama that's an hour long, like what we got to see with How to Get Away with Murder. Still, I just, I'm glad that more representation is happening, that we're getting to see these evolved characters because they just weren't there before. This is all new territory. And I'm excited that we're pushing the boundaries to navigate the territory and to see these images that we didn't get to see when we were younger. I mean, I didn't watch Sex in the City until after college, most of the series, when the first film came out. We never had HBO when I was growing up, and I knew about, you know, Carrie Bradshaw and the culture around it, but I couldn't say I knew all the storylines. In fact, before I saw Sex and the City, the first movie, to find out about the characters and the television show, I actually read the Wikipedia pages because I didn't want to see the movie having not been educated on what the show was about. I didn't have access. I mean, this was before like Netflix and all, you know, streaming. So there was no way to really binge watch it unless you bought or rented the DVDs or read Wikipedia because I was a college student and didn't have rent DVD money. Um, or buy DVD money, because I don't even think you could rent them at that time. Neither here nor there. But what I did was read about the show on Wikipedia, 
And I felt caught up to speed because whoever writes on the Sex and the City Wikipedias has very thoroughly filled them in. And um, the wiki is very full of anything that you need to know about the series. In fact, I think it was the best teacher in crunch time because, like I said, I wanted to see the movie, but I knew nothing about the whole series. And so it really got me up to speed. Sometimes I almost think it got me up to speed better than watching the whole series did. Um, there's a lot of lulls in the story, but neither here nor there. What I'm really trying to get at is it just was not diverse. And I was so shocked when I watched it all the way through. I was like, this is so, to me, it was very vanilla. Um, and it just wasn't a show I could really relate to. And maybe that goes to my age because I was in my early 20s when I watched it. But still, I just didn't feel like it was relatable or realistic or, you know, and it's TV. So maybe I shouldn't expect those things. But it was just it, it was OK. And I get its impact on the culture as a whole. But ultimately, I think it set the stage for more women lead characters. But it didn't, like I said, it didn't resonate as much with me as some of the more recent shows I saw. And maybe I just wasn't the target audience. I'm okay with that, but it just, it just is what it is. <laughs> and, um, I think that it, it's popular for a reason, but going forward, I'd love to see more shows where I can watch them and say like, Oh, I can relate to that. Or, Oh, that, that makes sense. And Sex and the City had some of that stuff, but not like, how to get away with murder for me um or some of the other shows I've already mentioned so I'd say it paved the way but now we're in a time where we want to see different images on tv I don't think I would watch a show like sex of the city in 2020 with such little diversity that's I don't even think New York looks like that after visiting New York a couple times all throughout my life I'm just like New York doesn't even look like the New York that they had on sex in the city and it just is not in the realm of reality. Almost like a lot of people say that they love Friends. I've never watched Friends or Seinfeld or anything like that. Just because even watching snippets of it, I'm like, this just isn't for me. And I'm just not feeling connected to it. So I'll just leave those where they are and keep it moving. But I am just really glad and grateful for imagery and for characters like Annalise and I hope that other people find inspiration from it to write more diverse characters who who have these layers to them. It's almost like an onion has layers. And I feel a cliche for saying this because I actually dated a guy who said he felt like he was meeting a lot of women who were beautiful on the outside. But once you peel back the layers, there's nothing in the middle. Well, in the case of Annalise, I think once you peel back the layers, there's a lot of depth there. And there's a lot of things there that you can glean from, get lessons from, and just the image is so powerful of seeing ourselves in that way on TV. And I'm excited to continue seeing more of that. And again, hope that people will find inspiration from it and, and write more stories like this, because it is one that I think is poignant and important and it's impactful. So Here's to more television shows to come that feature diverse characters and diverse people who are not cookie cutter, who who walk on the edges of things and who find their own light whenever it's time to find that light. And they're unhidden, unhidden and uncovered. And 
I'm just excited <laughs> to, to see more characters like this. I mean, yeah, I'm sad that the show is ending for sure, but I definitely think it's paved the way for Viola Davis to continue to get these really great roles and also for people to find inspiration from Shonda Rhimes and from the creators of the show and just make their own thing. If anything, during this time of pandemic, I felt a lot more creative, but I felt a lot more fear about putting my creations into the world. It's just up and down feeling like a bit of a roller coaster because I just, like I said, I'm kind of at a point in my career where I'm like, this ain't it. And if I can't move up in this, then what is next for me? And figuring out that what is next for me and the answer to that has been more difficult than I thought because I just... I think I never really let myself see how disappointed and unhappy I am with what I do on a day-to-day basis. And now that we are quarantined and I live on my own, I'm quarantined on my own. You kind of have to confront that reality of this ain't it. And where would I like to be after quarantine? Thinking that through, writing that down, seeing that it's not where I am and it's, it's a couple steps away from where I am. And asking myself, how am I going to get there has been all on my mind lately, almost all consumingly on my mind. And it's just scary. I didn't even plan on talking about this today, but I'm going to run with it and just say, if you're in a place like that, just try to find things that bring you joy and bring you peace. I know last time I was on, I talked about TikTok and whenever I find a song that I love, whether there's a dance to on TikTok and I get up and learn it, it makes me feel infinitely better. And How to Get Away with Murder ending was giving me a lot of joy because the episodes were Zoom. They were not running when uh, social distancing initially started. So when I was able to start watching it again, I was really excited because I missed it because it was off air for a couple weeks. So it's, it was nice to get into and expect it every week and searching for those places where I find joy, but releasing some of the places where I don't like some of the work stress. I just, yeah letting it go, releasing it, keeping it pushing. I've read six books this year and I think three of them were during quarantine. So keeping that number up because books bring me joy and just finding space for things that fill me and don't take away because you don't need things that rob you of your joy and rob you of your peace during everything we're going through right now. I, yeah, evolving is difficult. But I'm going to end it there for this week. And I'm so thankful that you guys have listened. If you guys watch How to Get Away with Murder, let me know what you thought of it. Like I said, it was probably one of my favorite shows on TV. And I think Annalise will be in my top 10 characters of all time. Probably top three, if, if I really think about it. But top three characters, best characters of all time in my mind. And I am just a huge fan of the show. And I'm excited to see what she does next because I'm a huge fan of her as well. And I think that this show was just a really great platform to keep elevating her and for us to all see her glorious talent and continue to see her beautiful face in the future. So if you like this show, give me a thumbs up, give me a great rating wherever you're listening on the platform you're at. Uh, if you'd like to keep up with me, you can follow me on social media as the great Dana J and you can email me, uh, at Dana at the great or you can follow me on blog loving. I'm on there too. My blog's called the great Dana J and I'm so grateful that you listen and I can't wait to keep up posting here. It's one of my social distancing goals or really one of my 2020 goals is to just keep 
being consistent with this podcast and keep coming to you guys with all the cool ideas that I have in my head, putting them on, what do I call it? Putting them on record, (laughs) putting them on record, recording my voice, talking about them and putting it out there in the world so that you guys can enjoy them, think about them and just, just find a little bit of sunshine in all the midst of everything that we're experiencing. So thanks for listening and I hope you guys tune in next time. Bye.